Welcome back to another edition of After Hours at the Shop. I'm Alex. I got that correct this time. <laughs> and I'm Ahmed. What's up, guys? All right. How's everybody doing? So we got we got an actual person watching us today. We got Caleb here in the shop with us. We we'll, we we will eventually mic him up because he's too interesting not to. Yeah. He's he's one of the most bizarre people that I have ever met. But hey. My best friend for a reason. He is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so how you been, Ahmed? I'm good. I'm good. Shop's doing well, even through this insane period of time. You know, like I feel really lucky that that I'm able to do really well. I mean, the shop's never done better. You know, pandemic or no, this is like the shop has done better numbers than it's ever done. So. I feel like all the hard work and all the time spent up here has, has really, really paid off, you know? Just constant consistency makes a difference, I think. Man, you work 80 hours a week, right? Yes, plus this. <laughs> <laughs> you must be exhausted and just get home, get no. in your jammas and go sleep. Well, yes, but well, to, before that point, but like... To be honest with you, though, like I, like when when the store hits a new high, it just it gets me so excited. But sleep also gets me very very excited. There's nothing more than I love than my Jamie James. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I I don't sleep in pajamas. I just go home, take off all my clothes, go sleep. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I I don't I don't know how you're so comfortable and casual about it. Did you play team sports in high school? No. All right, no. That that might be a reason because. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people who play team sports in high school are more comfortable being in the nude look, around just, randoms. Yeah, okay, look. It's not about it's not I'm completely comfortable being naked. It's not that. I just feel like if my pants are off and someone breaks in, I feel like that's just the easy grab. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like you go straight for the testicle. What they're trying testicle. to rob your family jewels? <laughs> yeah. Just fucking just go for it. You know what I'm saying? Just I'm not to- I'm not down for that. Just grab them, castrate you, no, then run sir. out. Yeah, no, no, no one's gonna do that though. I don't know why you think. But that. I want to have children at what at some point. I want to risk it. I keep my clothes on. You know what I mean? Two centimeters of clothing isn't gonna help you from a bullet unless you're wearing well, a Kevlar no, underwear. It'll, it'll, yeah, but I just feel like I feel like I feel like it would be a crime of opportunity if my nuts were just right there. He just go for them. You know what I mean? That makes sense. I feel like that makes no, sense. No, like if I, I, if I broke, okay, let's reverse it. If I broke into somebody's house and I like he's literally naked and he's charging at me and I see his, I see his nuts. I, I fucking try to rip him off too. No, see that's I'm I'm trying to think in the side of the mind of the of the thief or the robber. If I see him butt ass naked, I'm gonna be like, I I'm sorry, I messed up. I'm a, I'm gonna leave. But he committed. I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like if a fucking robber broke in, like he's already there. You know what I'm saying? He committed to this. He's already crossed the line of felony. You know what I mean? He did a felony B and E. He's he's committed. Naked <laughs> he's or no? You know naked. what I mean? So what about if a robber came into your house naked? Well, now you just flip this. I don't know. I mean, I got guns in my home. We live in Texas, by the way. I, all my guns are legal. I have guns in my home. He's still gonna die either way. If someone breaks into bird my shot, bird shot, bird <laughs> shot, buckshot, buckshot, buckshot. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, yeah. Either way, he's going down. I'm not. 
I'm not dealing with naked robbers or fully clothed ones. Don't break into people's houses. It's a bad idea, especially in Texas, because most people are armed in Texas. You know, like when I was taking my CHL class, never test old people. Most of the people oh. in my CHL class are grandma. Yeah, with grandma, grandma's packing. You see an old man with a fanny pack? He's glocking. Believe me, he's got he's, that some subcompact yeah. under his fupa. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's glocking. Ready, he's ready to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, just oh, I've seen videos online where just the guy comes in to rob the store, and then not even like a teenager. But like a 95-year-old grandpa will tackle the person with the gun. Old people are just ruthless. I, I think it's the fact they have nothing else to live for. Well, no, I just think they just come from a different time. They're, they're, you know what I mean? Like, like they come from a harder time. Like, when I guess. I, I guess usually, like, I feel like they came from a time where if someone pulled out a gun, they're ready to use it. There was, there was more consequence. They didn't come from a softer time. So, like... They're willing to risk it all because they feel like they're truly in a life and death situation. That's what I feel like. Right. Does that make sense? You know? Like, most of them, like, like older generations, like, Vietnam was a nasty war. Oh, my gosh. You yeah, they were, I mean? they were smoking weed out of shotguns and accidentally blowing their heads off. Yeah, that's like, I mean, they're literally like, it's, that's where, like, the term, like, you know, I ran out of bullets, so I killed, like, five people with a shovel type shit comes from. God, <laughs> it's a different type of war. It's, you know? Oh my gosh, just it's oh a different my, level of violence. Everything about that war just makes me cringe. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy period in history, you know. And we we really like if you look at it, we have been in this weird. I mean, we've been in wars. Obviously, we're in the Iraq War. We're in, we're in the Afghan War. But those wars, I felt to me, weren't really. Felt like we we were, we haven't been tested outside of this pandemic. We, we as a society haven't been tested in a really really long time. There hasn't been any war brought to our actual doorstep. You know we haven't. Yeah. You know we haven't dealt with crisis and and you know this, since nine eleven. Yeah, really. Yeah, that was a, that was you know that was the first attack on U.S. soil. So, it's, oh well, no Pearl Harbor. Well, both. yeah, I get. Well, I I guess I mean in. I guess in our era, right? In oh, our, okay. you know, in, in our, our lifetime. in our lifetimes, yeah, yeah that's what. I'm okay. Doing. Oh my gosh, that took a really dark turn real quick. <laughs> oh my god, this world's messed up, but I love it. I don't know why, but. Well, it's 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 I don't know, man. It's really strange. Like you have you have moments where, you 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 see the worst parts of humanity. You see it a lot in our political systems, and you see it. You know, you see it through the actions of, of, of a few, but the general, I don't know. I, the one thing about my shop that I've noticed is, is, is even, you know, I have a lot of, like, I, I have a wide range of customers and there's far, there's, there's left leaning and right leaning, but even like remove their ideologies and they're, they're just, all generally good people. Yeah, they just, just they just believe different things. And, yeah. and I, and I feel like. Once again, I know I, we I need feel a, like I'm rant about that. But. <laughs> we just need to realize that we're all humans, I think. Yeah. And then just treat others accordingly. Well, I think I think we just need to get out of the like whole outrage. Like, I what I I think that intelligent. We need to revert back to intelligent, calm conversation, and and, and try to understand the other point of the other person's point of view, without like 
reverting back to trying to get gotchas. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like that's all that is is like, you know, they 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 try to they try to change the other person's narrative to make them seem like they're bigoted or they're racist or or whatever the case may be. It's and, and that's 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 cheap in my opinion because you're not you're not it's really a low attempting blow. to you're not you're not trying to pick apart the person's um, Ar- argument intellectually. Yeah. You're just you're 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 you're. It's almost like a straw man. You know what I mean? You're trying to create a false narrative. Oh, does okay. that make sense? Yeah. You try to create man. a false narrative by 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 running put, something parallel that, yeah, that doesn't that, really exist. Yeah, exactly. Within or, within the argument that yeah. they're trying to make. Like for example, like like um like people that are against you know uh, globalization, for example, the, the the people will try to paint them as like xenophobic. But most people, most people, I. To be honest with you, I like I know very few racist people. It, I think people just want things made in this country and produced in this country because they want to help our country first rather than uh, trying to yeah, it's, boost it's exa- other economies, I guess. Exactly. It's 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 just a love of country. It's not it's not to say that they're It's they're, not hate on another. It's yeah. love on ours. Most people that I know that are like that are xenophilic. They're they're they they're interested in other cultures. They just they 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 just have pride in 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 America as yeah. they should. This is this is everyone's home. This is, you know, like I I'm. This is my land. This is your land. Yeah. Well, I mean, From not to get silly. But New yeah, York Island. But yeah, like I love this place. I I was able to set up a business. I was able to oh, go yeah. to school. I was able to do. You are bound by nothing, and and you know you're able to transcend class if you work hard enough. It's yeah. great. It's fucking great. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad came here from Syria with nothing pretty much. And then now he owns his own small business. Yeah. Shout out to my dad owning his own pharmacy. Yeah. <coughs> it's not the Rona, I promise. Yeah, I hit the vape a little bit too hard. Um my dad has a similar story. My dad grew up in Palestine. During the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, he was kicked out of his home. He lived in a tent. Um, he 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 graduated. You know, he graduated high school, and then he went to the you know he went to uh, the uh, University of Cairo. Got an accounting degree. Felt like he wasn't done, and went back to school. He got a civil engineering degree from Texas Tech. Damn. And, you know, like it it blows me away how far because. He literally came from the backside of nowhere. I've been there, and I and I don't mean to demean <laughs> like Palace. It's just the environment it's, in which he grew up in it's is a barren wasteland. It's 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 bad. It's I mean there's 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 no there's no you know waste management. There's no it oh, is yeah. it is it is dire. It is a dire situation, and and he was able to rise above that and make it all the way here. It just blows my mind. It makes me feel. I guess that's probably why I go so hard. It's like it makes me feel lazy as shit because oh, he's yeah. gotten so far that, in his lifetime. That's one of the yeah. reasons I started this because like I wanted something for my own. Like I'm not just gonna sit on the couch all day. I'm not just gonna goof around, but I'm gonna actually try to make something of myself. I like I have dreams and I want to go chase those. And you know what? Nothing feels better. Um, even if you fail, if you, I know, I know this sounds so cliche and everybody says it, but I, it really it's sat with me when, 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 like when someone told me that if you go, tr- if you truly go at a hundred percent, you're not going to care if you, if you succeed or fail. 
I promise if you go to 100%, you're, you're more than likely going to succeed. But if you don't, there's not going to be an ounce of guilt because there's nothing more you could have done. You yeah. literally, you, you laid, did everything that you could. You put every piece of effort, effort that's that that you could that you could muster. So there's just there's no guilt in it anymore. You you feel, oh yeah you know it, you feel shame and guilt whenever you half-ass stuff and you don't really try. Yeah, or you didn't do it to the best ex- of your ability. Exactly, you make excuses. So if you go hard from buzzer to buzzer, there, I mean that's oh yeah that's it. Just play till the whistle. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fucking exactly. I think everything really goes back to it. Can, it can all be summarized as a sports metaphor. Um, it's life is like a game of football, right? You really got four chances to go get that first down. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're gonna have plays that you're gonna just bomb down the field. You'll get 80 yards, and then sometimes you're gonna have to punt. You're going to have to give up the ball to somebody else, and you're just going to have to play defense and take whatever life beats you down with. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really like the notion of Gary Vee and, like, his message. Um, uh, he owns a marketing company out of New York. He, all, he owns a giant marketing company out of New York. And, and, you know, the one thing that he really presses on people is, like, he's like, you're not going to outwork me. You know, you, 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 may have, you may have a bigger company than me. You may have a newer company or, like – just a you, better you, company, yeah, better but you're company, not going to outwork but, us. Yeah, but but because I, I work so much, yeah, I'm going to make mistakes. Yeah, I'm going to fuck up. But because because my pace is so crazy, I will eventually surpass you because I'm constantly thinking about it when you're oh, not. Yeah. Does when that you're make asleep, sense? I'm working. Yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm putting time in and innovating. I'm constantly innovating within that realm. Whatever you're doing. Oh, yeah. You know, the people, the people that put in insane hours... It may take longer. Some people, for some people, you know, they'll have somebody else co-sign on them. They'll have, they'll, they'll, they'll have, they'll have ends. They'll have connections. But if you, if you work hard enough, eventually somebody, somebody will notice. It's like you create a vacuum in oh, the yeah. universe. You know what I mean? Like it, ha- it has to be filled. You know, and you, 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 you're, you're gonna get there yeah, in some way, shape, yeah. or form. Yeah, exactly. That's what I just. That's what I believe. You know. <sighs> So I sometimes I have that exact feeling that you're talking about. Like I feel like I will something to be, like to come to life. Whether it's like, yeah, I want, I'm going to get that game. I'm going to do whatever. I know it's like on a smaller scale than Gary V and his multi-billion dollar sure, business. Sure. But, that's, but that, that attitude is what gets yeah, you there. It doesn't, exactly. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter the scale. You can... You can scale to your own life, and that's and people should, yeah. in my opinion, scale to their own life because yeah. what what you set out to do, you people go grow. Like if you set your own standards, you're gonna grow eventually, and then you could. All right, now I can get that Rolex that I want. Exactly. Now I could get the Rolls Royce. Now I could get that million dollar mansion that I've always wanted. Yeah, but you know, I don't. I know we've talked about yeah, this a lot. Yeah. Material things, like going after strictly material things, it's just it's not good for you. I just well, I don't I don't think it's necessarily good or bad. I think I think I think whenever you've had certain things, you just realize that no matter how nice the object, after a couple months, you're going to forget that you have, you have it anymore. Like you can oh, get yeah. a brand new, you can get a brand new watch, and you'll stare at it. You know, the first couple months, you know, even even if it's the nicest watch in the world, even if you got a, you know, Patek Philippe, you know, you'll stare at it and you'll <laughs> just be like, 
man, that thing's so nice. And then after a couple months, you just forget that it's on yeah. your wrist because you put it on every day. Anything that you do on a daily basis will become background. No oh, matter yeah. what it is, no matter how it's, nice it is, it just becomes background after a certain point. So yeah, like in my opinion, I just I, I, I think that chasing the things that you love to do is 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 more, more important. Yeah. It'll bring you so much joy. You know, as long as as long as it's you're you're able to cover your bills, oh, yeah. you'll be you'll be happier than a pig in oh, shit yeah. if you're doing what you love. There's a lot of rappers that talk about that. Is it uh it's J. Cole, isn't it? That talks about how he wanted, uh, he thought it was better before he was a B-list celebrity. Is that one of his lyrics? Caleb is a music expert, so <laughs> I'm asking him right now. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's from, is it the Grove Street album? Or... <laughs> that... <laughs> There it is. Yeah, no role models. I don't know why I said Grove Street, but Cherry Hill. Yeah, the one where he's on the roof and looking into the far distance. <laughs> Forest Hills. There we go. Okay. <laughs> well, we're we're slacking over here. I'm sorry about that, guys. But yeah, the phrase "more money, more problems" just comes to mind. <laughs> I just I just think that the higher up the mountain you go, the more treacherous the path. I I truly believe that. Like Oh damn. Y- y- yeah, <laughs> it just it just is what it is. The and and you know like um you I've noticed just building this, like building the tiny amount of infrastructure that I have inside of the store, right? Um takes you know, it takes an exuberant amount of time and as I'm growing, right. I have to hire new people and I have to I have to set more infrastructure to, you know, deter people from stealing from me. And because right. the reality of the situation is as you grow, you can't be here full time because you have to make relationships with distributors. You have right. to you have to spend more time considering expanding and, you know, things of that things of that nature. So um, it's 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 never ending. And, and as as the business continues to grow, there are just there are more. The, the the problems just become more and more complex and you have to have you have to find yeah. solutions for those problems you know it's the same thing with money too i think i feel like you know it, it's it's how you view it and i i'm less obsessed with numbers and more obsessed with with creating a better product if yeah. that makes any sense I, I, even I though you were just celebrating yeah <laughs> well i mean well because it's good to celebrate well, but it's not even not the monetary upset. gain it's it's the it means stability. that I, the way that I see that the numbers are doing better is that the choices that I'm making in my products are good. Uh, okay. That's what I care okay. more about than like it's a byproduct of of success. I'm not really worried that I'm making that, more money. Okay. I'm more I'm happy because I'm becoming better and better at choosing yeah. products that are becoming more successful in my store. Does that okay. makes sense. Yeah, that make it it just it helps you track your decision making. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. It's like it, you know, and, and and you just, you get more obsessed with the game. Like, I just want to provide the best products at my store that I possibly can, that, yeah. are, that, are, that are available in the market. I want, I want the best, I, yes. you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm That's constantly searching for them. A business owner should want is to, instead of the money, just be like, yeah, this is, I am the best shop 
on the west side. I am the best shop in the world. Yeah, I just want to <laughs> provide just a high level of quality. Like, I want to provide quality service and, and the best products that I possibly can because I enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I enjoy it. I think that's... I think that's so so important is to enjoy every part of the process and most people they don't enjoy 80 percent of what they do and that's why most people are miserable they don't they don't enjoy anything that they do the, yeah. the, the time that they enjoy is the the time that they get they take <laughs> they a break get off, they go to yeah. the, or they go to the break room and they're asleep yeah, yeah. they distract other people from working you <laughs> yeah. know like it's sad it's it, really i mean i hope i hope people take this opportunity you know, especially during the pandemic, because there was there was a there was a large part portion of the 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 population that have lost their job, and for those people that lost a job because that they were working a job that they thought was a sure thing, yeah, maybe you should revisit that because there's nothing for certain. So you might as well chase something you actually like to do. Yeah, you know, once this is lifted, maybe you know you could be broke. you could. Well, and you could take this opportunity to look at it as a positive, and I, and I, and I'm I'm not trying to downplay losing your job as as a positive because it's not. I know I know this pandemic has affected a lot of people, and oh, I yeah. feel very fortunate and blessed that I'm in the position that I'm in. You know, I feel very very lucky. Oh know? yeah, but yeah, I think I think if people take an opportunity to look at, you know, if they hated their job. You know, then maybe look at a different career path. Yeah, exactly. Go back to school and maybe. Exactly. Maybe you just like learning. Maybe, yeah. Maybe doing something with that, or just find something that better suits you well, in your position in life. I hear a lot of people say like, "Well, I don't want to do this because I'm not, you know, I like I want something a little bit more stable, a little bit more secure." Nothing really, especially this has showed me that there's nothing really stable and there's nothing really secure. Yeah. You know, you might as well go you know as hard as you can in something that you love oh, and yeah. risk it all because generally if you truly love that thing you'll be su- you yeah, know, you'll, you'll be, be successful good. in it because you will spend fucking hours doing it oh. hours and hours and hours when people get tired it's going to consume you yeah, when you you're will- just like oh yeah I'm I want to do it when Timmy down the down the hallway is like ah no, I'm done. I'm going on my 18th exactly. break. Yeah, if you if if you have a real passion for it, you'll be able to compete at a much high, like at a much higher level with your competition because you love this. I, you oh, know? Yeah. Does that make sense? It's just oh, it's yeah. different. It's different. You, have to you be will obs- be successful. Yeah. You'll thrive. You know, and even if you get like mediocre like like mediocre successful, like it's I would rather be mediocre successful at something that I love than be the best at something that I hate because I still have to get about the work every day, you know? No, but I think I think the amount of sex so <laughs> but that too. Has, has uh, quarantine been rough on you, buddy? <laughs> only if you knew. Only if you knew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um just uh gosh, dang, the amount of success that uh you base i think is uh subjective so if you're mildly successful at something that you love you're gonna be like oh my god i am doing fucking fantastic on my podcast and or rather than yeah i just made 10 million dollars this month from getting yelled at by my boss uh, and i want to kill myself (laughs) <laughs> like I for, personally I would rather have two podcast viewers every episode than 
10 million dollars and wanting to kill myself 24 7. yeah yeah i mean i mean i've 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 had you know i've had friends that 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 tried to go the stable route and they thought that they kind of took the path that their parents wanted them to and uh yeah you know like no no matter how much money a person makes and this person this individual that i'm thinking about was making upwards of of half a million dollars a year and he he had the house he had i mean he had a house in 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 turtle creek which is a really really nice neighborhood in dallas he had the nice car he had he had a couple cars he had everything and he and he still ended up he still ended up killing himself because no matter it was it was this vicious cycle that he hated his job but he hated his job so he bought shit to make him happy and then he worked more to buy more things that he didn't need and it just it kept going on and on and on and on until he felt like he just there was no escaping it you know so it's always i know i know most people most people that that are always struggling to pay their bills or like if i just if i'm just able to pay my bills i'd be happy but work takes up a giant portion of your life and and it's too, and life is entirely too short to do shit you don't want to do you know that's my takeaway yeah. if i could if i can give <laughs> any one person any piece of advice is do not get stuck doing shit you don't want to do and i understand if you're young you have to do i mean everybody has a shitty job when you're young but yeah. you know start start well, working on the things that you want to do like on your free time when you're not yeah when you know, you're not at work not at school Exactly. I see. I don't. I don't like. Or well, it's not that I don't like. I just don't agree with the thing that you said. Like everybody has to have that shitty job when they're younger. Like I found a job that I really liked in refing soccer. Um, as when I was fourteen, and I made good money, better than any McDonald's employee sure, sure. and stuff like that. I'm mainly referencing the times that we're in, just based on the situation, you know. Oh, like, okay. Like there's, yeah. I mean, there's 20, me- 20 million people out of work, and a large segment of the workforce is continuing to look for work. So yeah. you're gonna snag something that may not just may not, not be ideal, yeah. but you continue to work that. But also on your spare time, chase what you actually oh, yeah. want till you can get in a position to where that can act. What you love to do can pay your bills. Right. You know. I think as soon as this quarantine is over, I'm going to go to another open mic night and start to to work on my comedy sets a little bit more. You should. And I mean, I mean, that's that's that's, you know, with that, I hear I've never done stand up, but <laughs> I, I, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and comedians always talk about like you suck the first 10 years, which is I, every, yeah, it's kind I of don't, like a rite of passage. You know, so, I don't understand how they could. Like, obviously, I think they're making money during that 10 years. But if they're not, I don't know how they could do it, man. Well, it's just like constant 10? pounding of sets. You oh, know? yeah. Like, and you have to understand, it's almost like they, they, they become masters at understanding human psyche. And, and yeah. when, like, like, they understand comedic timing and all it's, those. I'm Once again, I'm, yeah. I, 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 sh- I probably shouldn't speak on it because I know very little about oh. it. But just based on, like, like like watching so much stand up. I love I I think Dave Chappelle is probably the greatest stand up com- greatest of all time. He's the it, goat. He's the goat. It's either him or it's cuz Kevin Hart is getting there like strict strictly on sales. I like, understand but but or with the reason that I like Dave Chappelle so much is I don't think 
anyone, whether you agree or disagree with his line of thinking, he will, he will lead you to his logic Oh yeah. better than anyone <laughs> else. Like you feel like you're in the subconscious of, of, of his mind. You, you, you feel like you're like, it's, it's almost like you're in the subconscious of his head and you, he's just t- taking you down his thought process oh, yeah. so well that whether you agree with him or not, you, you under you, you feel like you almost know him on like a deeply Deep. personal level. You know, does that make any sense? Oh yeah, um, he in one of his last specials, he told the audience the punchline before he got to the joke, or like before he told the joke at all, or the story, whatever you want to call it, and still, he fucking hit the punchline, and everybody was crying, laughing at the end. Yeah, and it's ridiculous I how mean, if good. You look at his whole act. You, he was able to like, like I remember, I remember whenever he uh, he was talking about the times that he met O.J. Simpson, and he <laughs> literally was able to tie in that that I think it was in an entire forty five minutes or an hour, like the way he was able to tie in everything so seamlessly and so perfect. It was oh masterful. God. It was like I don't know. There's just there's he really. With that, with that special, he really should. I felt like he set his, he set himself apart from anyone yeah, else. Yeah, it just there's there, there it just shows that there's like inner intellectual levels to this. Yeah, to to, to comedy. There's he's levels just, to the shit. Yeah, he's a he's on a different <laughs> level, dude. He's a monster. He just takes your mind and he just messes with it in the exact way he wants to do it, and he just makes a path from A to Z. While connecting all the other letters of the alphabet, and then it's a middle finger yeah. <laughs> that's pointing at you. I mean, he might be the most logical human that has ever lived. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, that's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's my ultimate frisbee group chat. <laughs> I don't know. We've. Oh my gosh! So yeah, senior year, I was on the ultimate frisbee team for my high school. We went to state. Got absolutely fucking smoked. But you know what? Had a great time doing it. Would do it a hundred times over. That has to be the widest sport I've ever heard of. You, you, you played that on a... There's a there, you guys had a school team for this? Yeah. I've never... It, it, was, it was a club, but oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> no, but we there's a state championship for high school and everything. Yeah. It was probably the widest thing I've ever done. <laughs> but, yeah. That's so crazy. Like, we had basketball. It was my half-white part that was doing it. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> no, I just, like, obviously I come from a different time, and I also come from a small, ta- a small town. So, like, we had basketball, and we had football, and we had volleyball, and that's it. I will tell you. As far you, as, like, like, high school sports. We had the only black kid in the entire league on our team. And uh, there was two brown kids, me and an Indian dude. And then we had a black kid. We were the only colored people in the entire league. You just described my entire like high school. Like that, that was that was the amount of colored people in my school. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! In my high school, the white was actually the minority. Like I'm not trying to make any jokes or anything, but it was it was little India. <laughs> yeah, like no, I, I literally everyone, everyone, everyone that I grew up with in Pottsboro was, was Caucasian. It was crazy. Um, oh I mean like Sherman and Dennison, um, had, had, had mixed races. But right. Like as far as like, like we were definitely the only Arabs that, that were going to the school at the time. And there was no, there was no, um, 
there's no uh like Mexicans or black people. I think there was like one Tasmanian kid. Like like Taz from Looney Tunes? Or no, what what is that? I can't remember the nationality. Um from Tasmania. I know it's some somewhere it's somewhere crazy. It sounds like that, but he's like Zimbabwe, maybe. No, 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 no. It wasn't Africa. It was. I can't. It was remember. India. It was Eastern Asia. I'm just embarrassing myself right now. I can't remember. I feel. You know what? I feel like I can call a friend of a friend and ask him where it was from. It was I mean, somewhere probably. like that, somewhere crazy, but it was not. I don't. He was. He was I don't remember. I'm tired, <laughs> and I apologize. But yeah, like like outside it. But I mean, he was. He was. He was. Caucasian, yeah. but it was just a little bit darker. But yeah, that's it. That was like I was like there was no, there was no other nationalities huh. in uh, at my school growing up. I was like the first colored colored person kid at my school. You know, my family I, was. I bet they were like, oh my god, he's they're an more alien. Interested, yeah, yeah, they're more interested. Oh, you know, yeah. they're more fascinated. You know, what's the whitest thing you've ever done then? New, uh, well. You like fig newtons? No, Is that no, no, what no, you were noodling, about to say? Noodling. I went noodling. Oh my gosh. That's I, I went noodling with a dude thing. named Porkchop. That is the whitest thing I've ever done. I didn't noodle. What I watched state? him do it. What state? In Texas? Texas, yeah. Lake Texoma. If no what one knows what noodling to... is because you don't you don't live in the south, it's literally where you put bait in your hand with a screwdriver and you stick your hand in these deep gullies. Oh. And you just let a catfish, a giant catfish, slide up, slide up your, 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 arm, your arm, and then you grab its gills. Yeah, and then you, you yank. get out of the water. Y'all, y'all had bait. He, that's what he did. I oh, don't know. I don't. We were just uh, yeah. so my mom's Cajun, so we were down in the bayou, <laughs> going get some catfish. I just stuck my uh, hand in one of the holes, and then you you wiggle your fingers, and then they. You feel yeah. the suction of all the water coming out, and it's it, you f- see the uh, your life flash before your eyes. I don't know. I was I was seven when this happened, and I when I was younger, I weighed all about of like seventy pounds when I was four I mean, or seven. Catfish that weigh as much as you. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crazy. They can get so fucking big. That's what. So he was like, "You want to try?" I was like, "No, no dude. I'm not." I'm gonna die. Yeah, if, like if you if you stick your hand in there, there's a snake in there. You get bit, you can die. You know what I mean? Well, it's it's the 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 snapping turtles. That, that too. Yeah, they'll yeah. just bite off your whole hand. Yeah, yeah. There's that. There's if you get there's there's water moccasins in there. There's God knows what. Oh yeah. In there, I'm good. <laughs> so uh, when I went, I got the fish, and it just pulled me straight under because I was seven and I weighed like a feather I, I weighed nothing yeah and so my my cousin had to come up and grab me by like the scruff of my neck and lifted me and the fish up the fish was like three four pounds it's crazy. And- <laughs> it's the craziest thing it's the craziest thing that you could po- well not the craziest thing that you could possibly do but it's it's up there it's super dangerous and what else is crazier skydiving <laughs> I don't yeah, know that. Yeah, I don't know. You would have yeah. to go super extreme. It's true. It's true. It's it's definitely white boying. You know white what I mean? Boy. You're definitely white boying it if you're doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm really into rock climbing, so I guess that's kind of white. I don't know, dude. I can't. I can't do that. It's. I think. But I. So the funny thing is, I'm terrified of heights. 
See, I'm comfortable. I used to be a roofing contractor, so I don't mind. I don't mind climbing on. I don't mind being high up. I just, I like, I can't. You, you're literally like, you're pulling yourself up, and it takes a lot of upper body strength. I'm, a, I'm a relatively s- small guy, so like. No, so that's actually the body type that actually succeeds more. Really? Smaller. Know, I just. It's it's pure grip strength. Yeah, is but what you're it also is. like if you slip, you're relying on the 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 momo that's down tying you off or however it works you know to like make sure you don't yeah. die i don't you don't have that much trust I, in another yeah, human I, yeah, being i just I'm, I'm i like i like trusting in myself well so <laughs> there still, is uh have you ever heard of bouldering so that's pretty much extreme rock climbing where it's just free climbing on just boulders and well, no, see, I don't no trust ropes myself that much yeah no yeah, ropes no, or anything no, i'm not i'm not gonna fall well, i've never we uh, I went to Enchanted Rock with all of my friends, and we kind of rock climbed, but it was it was like a forty five degree angle where you had to kind of go I'll on your hands and feet. Indoor stuff that 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 seems a little bit more safe, you know, like. Oh like, no! Enchanted Rock is outside. Oh no! And we like we have pictures and everything. <laughs> so Enchanted Rock is this massive stone or this massive like hill, just pure stone. I don't know what it is. Or anything but there is about 10 million birds on top of it and caleb is terrified of birds so when he got up there he almost shat himself which i thought was the funniest thing in the world see i, I feel like I, I i feel like i'd be down to give it a go if it was like you know those like indoor rock walls yeah i'd give that a go because we know, should go we should go like we'll film it we'll put it up on youtube <laughs> two arabs rock climb <laughs> Do you have to climb? Do you have to find your way back down, or do you just kind of like you let can go jump. and you just they 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 so hold you down? the bolt the <laughs> <laughs> so if you heard that I fell down Enchanted Rock. <laughs> we, you mean you fell? I thought someone's like no no no. Your... So Enchanted Rock is outdoors. Oh. It, it's a state park. You don't much. tie off, right? You're not no, tied no 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 no. Dude, you're fucking crazy. No, no. So Enchanted Rock is a massive hill, pretty much. Um, yeah, so Enchanted Rock is just like this massive outdoor pebble, pretty much. Just a massive pebble. When you look at it, it's just on the ground, right? And so we took the dumbest way up. And so there's one side where it's like a nice trail that you could go up and you just zigzag back and forth. And then you're at the top of Enchanted Rock. Well, we saw another like pillar of massive rock and I was like, I want to climb that. So we climbed that. That was like, there was actually a little bit of like vertical climbing that we had to do, but like not more than you just have to like kind of vault onto the next portion of it. I'm not, I'm not down for vaulting. I think, I think what you're <laughs> describing right now, sir, is a young man's sport. I think it's past my time. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I as I got into my 30s, like, I, I'm definitely not old. Like, I feel very, very vital. I exercise on a regular basis. I, I feel good. Right. But I just... Extreme sports just isn't well, your th- yeah, jam. Yeah, I just... I, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm at the point in my life where, like, I just don't want to risk breaking shit or... You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just different. Like, I feel like recovering from an injury now would just suck. Oh, my God. You know, especially yeah. now because, like... The, the amount the, the amount of time that I work and the amount of time I spend up here, like, I can't... You I can't, can't be, be down injured. for being retarded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing if I get sick or... Oh, yeah. You know, but I can't be down because I'm going to fucking... 
I fell off a giant ass fucking rock. You know so, what I mean? <laughs> so <laughs> when we climbed that, we climbed back down. Then we went up Enchanted Rock, which is pretty pretty steep. It's like it's like seventy degrees, and so we had to like kind of run on a vertical wall, pretty much, which was really fun. And then it got dark, and so we tried to go down it, right? And we didn't know which way we were going, and we just started going one direction. And so there was a bunch of rocks, like, laid out, and we were kind of hopping from each one to each one, or walking from each one to each one. And um, I was like, oh, guys, we can go this way. And then so I decided to jump. So from this higher rock to a lower rock, and I... I landed on it and then my feet slipped and I fell like a, uh, a deer plane or not deer, uh, one of those narcoleptic goats, just all four feet or all my feet and my hands straight out. And I landed on a cactus. Oh my, oh fuck (laughs) that mess. Did you break anything? No, no. I, I broke my pride. (laughs) I was like, I was very shameful after that. that. Your dad, like, I don't oh, know. Like, you, no, I would be like, kicked out of the house if I if I told yeah. him I fell down a mountain. Yeah, like my dad would be like, my, my dad would be like, why did you climb in the first place? Yeah. He'd be like, what, are you hungry? What, is there what, was there food up there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, why would you climb that? I, I could have. He he would have <laughs> told me I could have pushed you down, and he he would have been dead serious, like. And then my mom, when I told her, she was like, oh, my God, Alex, are you okay? I was like, yeah, thanks, Mom. But my brother was just like, yeah, you deserved it. Because <laughs> him and my brother, or my brother and my dad are exactly the same. That's great. Well, I don't, I don't know. You, you, were, you were describing your brother earlier to me, and he, like, he, he's an interesting character, to say the least. Yeah, I don't want to get into it on this. That's but, right. yeah, he's just an interesting person yes. to be around. Is that your only sibling? Yes. Okay. I have, I have, I have three sisters. He, well, so me and him are seven and a half years apart. So he moved out before. How old is he? How old is he's he? 27. 27. Oh, he's just closer to my age. Yeah. He's, like, he's what? That would make him six years younger than you? Yeah. I said close, motherfucker. <laughs> That's not close. That's about Kinda. me and him. <laughs> His difference. Well, yeah, I guess he's the midway point, yeah. right? He's the midway point. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, since he was so much older than me, uh, we were kind of raised as, like, only children. You know what I mean? We never had, like, sibling bickering or anything like that. But other than that, yeah, he's my brother. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right, we can move on. What, do you want, what else do ma- you want to talk about? How many siblings do you have? I have three. I have, oh, I have you have an old, Arab family. Yes, yeah. So um, I have two older sisters and one little sister. And like, you know, to be honest with you, like me and my sister, me and my little sister used to fight all the time. But like, we've just hit this mode where like we've been getting along really, really that's, well. That's the one in marketing, right? Yeah, the, my little sister. She works out of a she works out of a um, a company out that's based out of New York. She lives in Texas, but they 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 let her work from home, which she loves because. The company that she works for is just very, very high pressure. She loves it, but it's a very, very high pressure type job, and, right. and she's just really, really busy. So she she likes she likes working from home because she feels less pressure, and she she feels like she thrives in an environment that that 
some people thrive in a pressured environment. She's not one of those people. She she works way better if she's just able to not do her thing. Yeah, just do her thing. She yeah. just she gets in a rhythm and she's able to kill it. Oh my god. You know, and what she does. So yeah, I think I think I think working from home is the best move for her. She seems she seems really happy with it. So yeah, and we just we've been getting along great. Like you know, like we we were at each other's throats before this For, pandemic started. Oh my god! You know, yeah, and, just the stories you would tell me. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's and, not your sibling. That's your mortal enemy. Well, yeah, we just we just butted heads a lot, and you know, after this happened, we just we were really able to put aside um, our when this came. It made what we were arguing about, what we were fighting about, just seem so petty. And ever since it's then, obsolete. really, yeah, it just it, it's. It's quite ridiculous, you know, all things considered. So, you know, me and her have severely passed things up, and, and we get along. It's it's actually kind of great. Like, you know, she, she helps me out when she can, and I, and, I, and I hope I'm there for her whenever she needs me. That's, that's always good to hear that you're actually finally coming back together. Yeah, when just, it's, it's crazy how, how even even what we perceive as something bad can, can, can have positive can heal. effects. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My dad was one of 18. I know, my dad. Yeah. It's We produce, dude. How, how, it's, how, it's was he one of 18, <laughs> yeah, too? Like, or I think like he was like one of 20. He, no, no, no. He was like, <laughs> I, I believe my dad was like one of 12, you know? Why? <laughs> Arabs are just so. It's it's almost horny, I guess. Well, no, I think it's just. It's, <laughs> it's almost, out of necessity. Well, I think, I think too, I think, too, it's like. It's one of the last few places on earth that is that the mortality is, rate is so high. Well just like it's one of the last places on earth that 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 there's a giant like like theology and religion make up a large portion of the society. It's one of the last places on planet earth that it's like that. You know? If you look at oh, So God. I'm sorry but so you're saying because it's more like a more religious and traditional place it's more they, likely that they're gonna have more children. They live, they live almost like farmers. Well, well, or, yeah, well most. Well, just I, like 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 when I think about biblical times, I think about large families and like. Well, because they they wanted to have that many kids to work on the farm to, and because most of the time the baby would die well, after yeah, a short amount of time. Sure, so sure, but that's but why they would do I, it. I still feel like they tie large family and to 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 religion too huh, i guess i don't know <laughs> I, I, I think they do i i feel like uh, like a lot of my cousins overseas they think they feel like they're fulfilling god's it, wishes yeah almost in a way in yeah. a way yeah they just feel huh. like they're I living the, i don't know i don't know i don't know just where cause? they get that yeah i think well i think well, well because theology dictates dictates society there and society if everyone if everyone's behaving in a manner and they feel whether 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 it's based off religion or not if if societally that's more acceptable that's people tend to yeah if you have a smaller family you're kind of looked at weird in yeah. the middle east i don't know why yeah like immediately immediately after after someone gets married they're like oh when are you gonna have children yeah immediately after they're it's, not they're not satisfied with it's, just it's like marriage, oh y'all you know? got married that's that's great yeah. And that's not the end. It's how many kids are y'all gonna have? Yeah, like when are you gonna win? Are you? Win? Yeah, yeah, like immediately after the commitment, it's like, oh, you should settle. It down takes nine months to make a baby, yeah. woman. Come on, gosh, damn. Yeah. Like, 
have you thought about I know I know you're super you're still relatively young and and you're still you don't you want to get a vasectomy as soon as possible oh for real you're not, yeah. you're not planning on having any kids no none man I go back and forth with it I I I I feel like I feel like kids especially nowadays require so much money you know? it's it's almost a million dollars when you're done with school that it's projected for at least my kids yeah and and like and that's another thing too it's like it's not even like it's like having a like having one child is like having a business you know what i mean They're oh yeah so, i can't like, imagine i don't that. understand how people have careers and have children it's, it's it's i don't understand it unless you just like they're superheroes you just knock someone up and you're just like okay i'm just gonna work full time and then i'll see you guys when i can type thing because I, I like i can't imagine having that's kind of what now. you know what i mean that's like, kind of what my dad did <laughs> i mean that's that's fair that's what yeah. my dad did too like, yeah. <laughs> like knocked up my mom a bunch of times i was like all right i'm just gonna plant you in the u.s and then i'm going to see you guys twice a year i'm gonna go build a bunch of shit in the middle east bang bang done <laughs> <laughs> you know just dust off his hands real quick and then yeah, and I just, you know, like, and don't get me wrong, my dad was, my, like, I have a wonderful father, oh, but, yeah. like, if I have children. I couldn't like, thank mine enough, really. It, yeah, but if I have children, though, like, I would I would want to be with them every day and be, you know, be in their yeah. lives. As, you know, like, I, I, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like that creates a, that, a better environment. And once again, I had a wonderful childhood growing oh, up, yeah. you know, like. It, it wasn't lacking, but I feel like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if I created a human, I just wouldn't be around him all the time. Man. You know what I mean? I want to see that little dude play baseball. I want to see that little girl play softball. I want to see I want to see that little person do something. You know you what know, I mean? Yeah, I'll be around my but, like, friend's kids, and I'll see them do dope shit. And then I'm like, man, I want kids. And then I see them act horrendously, and I'm like, I don't, I want, don't want kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know? You you want to be an uncle is what you yeah, want to do. <laughs> like, I'm praying to God. Like one of my sisters is married. She's happily married. Um, like her husband's awesome. Like I maybe hope, you should like, just get a dog. Yeah. <laughs> well, that I mean that could be a nightmare scenario too. Cause, oh yeah. Because you have to take time to train train the guy. You know, yeah. unless you send him to go get trained. And even if, I feel like even if you send him to go get trained, it's not, not the same. Then they won't listen to you as well. You know, it's like you have to take. Yeah. The dog. It's it's. it's a job man i'm just too selfish of a person to create a little person yeah you Uh, you have to be extremely selfless and you you have to have fucking energy for days days like you you some days i just don't want to get out of bed you know i just i don't see how i could get out of bed to feed another monster you know (laughs) you know you know what i think i i think that i don't know if i'd ever have kids of my own but i would I feel like adopting is the best. It's the move. That's what. It's the move. Yeah. They come. They come. They come pre-trained. You can ask them. It, yeah, it's like you getting an I mean? adult dog. Well, like they're already potty well, trained. They're kinda. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just like well, like I just want to be able to be like, hey, what? Like, why are you crying? Are you hungry? What? Did hey, you break let's talk something? About did it, you man. hit something? Yeah. Exactly. But like a baby is a terrorist. It, you can't <laughs> negotiate with it. You can't it just, negotiate with a baby. Yeah, you just you 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 have to just keep trying some shit. You gotta fucking trial and error that shit till it stops crying. You know, sometimes what? it just fucking cries to cry because he's just bored. You know what? It just it's tired of quiet. You know what? But moms know for some reason like why the baby's crying. Sometimes, like, sometimes. No, no, I've seen like three or four moms just like their baby starts crying and then they're like. 
okay, yeah, he's just tired. And then they like mush their face and then the baby's just passed out. I, I don't know how they do it. They're goddamn superheroes is what I'm going to say. Actually, I have, I have a funny story. Um, to tell you, um, my friend, my friend Brooke, she's got, she's got, um, she's got two, she's got, yeah, she's got two boys. Um, one of them was nine months. One of them was, I believe like two and a half, three years at the time. And, uh, I just got done from working out. I went home, took a shower. She's like, you want to hang out? I was like, yeah. So I came over and out. I, I, I went super hard in the gym. I was fucking exhausted. Okay. And, uh, and, uh, um, so like I literally just, I lay down on the couch for just a second, she said I need to go to the bathroom. Within that time period, her like, her like, like toddler, she just fed him. He was choking, and then and then um, her two and a half year old grabbed my watch, and then like so I, I put my watch down. Uh, the the toddler was choking, and the other one grabbed my watch and my heavy ass watch, and then threw it at the toddler. All within the span of like like three and a half minutes. Like if you you there's no breaks with children. Like yeah, it's a tornado yeah, that just comes yeah. through and it just stays like, there. One toddler it's a hurricane. choking, and then in the same night, like he got a like he got dubbed in the head with with a heavy ass watch while he was choking. All this happened. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, think he's worried about that watch right now. Yeah, well, see that's the thing. I don't know if the the you know her older one was like, oh, he's you know this is my time to take him out. You know what no. I mean? This is my opportunity. Oh. Uh, there's a conspiracy theory about uh this little girl who was a pageant queen. Have you heard about that? No. Oh, uh, what is her name? Oh, don't don't get me started on conspiracy theories. Uh, well, we'll go through this one go real. Deep. We'll go through this <laughs> one real quick, and then another episode we'll get into UFOs, everything. We uh, gotta do a Jeffrey Epstein one. I feel oh, like I I have I that's I did gonna so have much to be research on this. It's retarded. Yeah, it's you know too much. I have it, my PhD in Jeffrey Epstein. It, well, <laughs> we'll have our Jeffrey Epstein video or episode, and then another conspiracy episode. Yeah, How about sure. that? Okay. Absolutely. So there's this one where this little girl is a pageant queen, and apparently, how it goes is she was murdered. Right. Um, it was Christmas Day. Um, they're all going to sleep and for some reason this little girl gets murdered. So the theory is that the, the brother killed him or killed her, um, because the little girl went to go eat, um, some of the brother's orange slices. The dude, uh, the brother took a mag light, smacked her over the head with her and then went to go back and eat his oranges. Not because he wanted to kill her or anything, but just like, hey, don't touch my shit. Yeah, I, just, and, I don't think they had a concept. I don't exactly. think the child had a concept of, of life and death and how to murder. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And uh, the parents made it look like that she was abducted and then murdered and then brought back to the house because they didn't want to lose both of their kids. Yeah, but when when, when a kid's that... that that young i don't i don't think psychologically they understand what they're doing i don't think that but, they would have lost her but i guess yeah. i guess they were but, just frantic and they freaked out exactly and they, they like terrible decision they they just didn't want to lose both of their kids so uh the mother is so the theory is that the mother wrote the the letter and it has like a very maternal like sounding to it like it begins with listen here john 
and like who who's gonna say that like besides your mother yeah exactly yeah that's weird yeah like i don't listen if you're going to commit any sort of crime or cover it up just don't just don't, don't do it just, just don't just do it lawyer up lawyer up <laughs> you know like, like i don't care if i'm sitting next to a dead body i'm covered in blood yeah. i'm just gonna call my lawyer i'm gonna get a yeah. lawyer and you could to- be stopping to try to stop the wound from bleeding out but now your fingers a, in the hole. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not a forensics expert. I'm not yeah. trying to cover something up. Just makes it so much worse. Just get a lawyer, like, yeah. and and try to fight it that way. It's I, I I've seen people get themselves into so much bigger of a hole because they try to cover something up or, right. or just get a lawyer. Just uh, figure it out. So That's, during EMT school, uh, we went out on a clinic ride. Um, so I was riding out with uh, the Frisco Fire Department and we got this call about a stabbing and I was like oh because when you're a medical student you want to see absolutely everything and you want to see gunshot wounds and everything like that. I know this may not be put into the story but what time what time did it happen? Like what time of day? Yes. Uh, So at the fire station you're uh, only allowed to go from 6 a.m. to 6 Mm p.m. because they don't want high school students spending the night at the fire station. So it was it was a call at like five fifty, so okay. it was the last call that I was gonna go on for the day, and yeah, it was like you literally just got off of work and just yeah, um. So <laughs> there was two people when we arrived at the scene. Somebody who was on the ground, obviously unconscious, with a knife in them, and then somebody over them with their hand on the knife. And so when we got there, we were like, hey, hey, hey. Uh, the officer was like, let me see your hands. So he turns around, he pulls out the knife, and he turns and looks at us. And from that point, I was looking at the the scenario, and I was like, oh, this dude just stabbed the other person, and now he's going to come try to stab us. Yeah. So I started backing up slowly behind the officer because the officer – has his gun out. Yeah, yeah. He's ready to go. Right. As he should. That's a crazy yeah. situation. And what a crazy thing to roll up on, by the way. Yeah. So gross. EMTs, so paramedics, and cops see the wildest shit in the world, which beyond me, and I thank them every time I see them. <laughs> um, so we get to the hospital, and I just... Or we get to the scene, and that happens. So then... Uh, we're the cop just is like put the gun or put the knife down and just tries to deal with that person while we go get that guy. Uh, I put my finger in the hole to try to pinch off the artery from bleeding anymore while all the, the actual paramedic and um, EMT that I was riding out with uh, go to do some other stuff. Like check vital how signs and you, stuff. How like. old were you when you were doing this? This was last year or this was yeah, last year. So my oh, senior okay, year okay, of high school. I, I, okay, that's yeah. still crazy for like a high schooler to deal with. Oh, I loved it. I ate every moment of it up. And so did everybody in my class did. Um, did he live? Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. So we get to the, uh, get him in the ambulance. We drive off to the hospital. Uh, we get to the hospital and the same dude comes running through. Like, we're like, oh, Oh fuck. We're like this dude's about to stab everybody in this ER. It was the dude's brother. Like he was um 
yeah, it was the dude's brother that got stabbed. And it turns out it was, he was just trying to like stop Help the him. bleeding and everything. Oh, oh, thank God. It, But when we got to the scenario or the scene, like everything went out the window. Like that was not his brother. That was the guy attacking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't think about anything like that. Right. You never know what you're actually. Exactly. Just because you see, a, you know, a frame of something doesn't mean you have the full picture or full understanding right. of what's going on. You it's, know, it's wild. Like, I don't know. Like, just all the stuff that I witnessed through EMT was mind-boggling. And it just made me want to get into the medical field, like, even more. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's so crazy. I couldn't imagine watching someone being stabbed right in front of me. It's wild. Well, he... Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... I mean, just that scene. Yeah, of yeah. Us, you, you were you were operating it's, on the supposition yeah. that he that, stabbed that he him. He stabbed yeah. him. You know, um, that yeah. dude, you, your drama must have been pumping. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, I hate roller coasters. I hate um, like thrilling moment or thrilling things like that. But oh my gosh, I'm a adrenaline junkie for that. Yeah, <laughs> probably. You're more interested, I guess, in saving the person and helping the person more than, but like, I don't well, know, dude. You know, a you lot of, about, a lot of. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, no, you were just worried. About, I, I can assume you were just worried about like oh, surviving yeah. the situation too, because oh, yeah. you didn't know if he was gonna kill me or not. Yeah, yeah. So crazy. A lot of uh, firefighters, like, will come out and say like, yeah, that's why I became a firefighter because I'm an adrenaline junkie, like. I just wanted to run into that burning building to go save that person, which I guess you kind of have to be. You have to be. It takes a yeah. certain type of person, and I'm glad those people exist because those people yeah. save lives. Yeah. And I think with that, we should wrap. It's, we, we did over 50-plus minutes. Oh, yeah. So thank you to all the first responders and uh, medical uh, staff um, for being on the front line of this corona thing and just every day and uh, everyday life. Um, and I also want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, thank you for Thanks, listening for, uh, to thank another you for listening episode. To our dribble. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode, and uh, we'll see you next. We'll Bye. see you next time. Yeah. <laughs>